0: Hi, I'm Asha. Thanks for tuning in to this Sunday story. I think one thing we can agree on is that these last few months have made all of us slow down. And that is the subject of today's Sunday story, Word to Re. I share the story of how my impulsiveness led me to marry hastily and why that is not a good idea. I'm still a firm believer in the institution of marriage. There are some who met and married in a short amount of time and remain married decades later. And there are others who dated forever before getting married, only to get divorced a few years in. Divorce and breakups are as unique as your own fingerprint and are impossible to predict. But one thing that is hugely important is recognizing your motivation behind having a short engagement and being frank about the consequences of such a thing. Thanks for listening. You can read and hear more at Asha.com. I have always had a bias toward action. Once I decide that I'm gonna do something, I am ready to set things in motion right away. I've been told that it's because I'm a Scorpio. I don't believe in or subscribe to that stuff, but they say it's because we Scorpios tend to be hot-headed or emotional, I can't call it, but I've definitely always been this way. Having a bias toward action can be a good thing if it's the correct action. For me, going through my second divorce, I can point to at least two instances where my quick action put me into a place that I could have avoided or at least further analyzed had I taken more time. I married my first husband just six weeks into us knowing one another. In my mind, it was true love. Looking back, it was validation for me and it meant a green card for him. Now, to be fair, he is adamant that he loved me and that he would have married me regardless of his immigration status, but he did admit that his being in deportation status at the time of his proposal played a role in us speeding things along, as he says. It is impossible to get to know someone in just six weeks. I know shows like 90 Day Fiance give us hope for a different outcome, but that was not what happened for me. In the audio preview of my first book, Break Up Without Smearing Your Makeup, I talk about what finally drove me to leave husband number one after three and a half years of marriage and after giving birth to our first child. I truly believe that had I given us a chance to get to know one another, not just one another's representative, that maybe things would have been different. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten married at all. Maybe we would still be married. It's hard to say. Now given what I just said about husband number one, the question then is, how on earth did I do it again? As in marry husband number two, just as quickly. This time, two months. Well, I was in rebound time. I was wookin' Panub After being dumped, I used to say duped, by my boyfriend and would-be fiance of 16 months who broke up with me via text message before returning my dirty dishes from the meals I'd cooked him under the cover of night before changing his number and blocking me on Facebook. I'll save you the long version of that story. You can read it on my old blog. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Anyway, that's what brings me here today, staring down divorce number two. I think it's because I'm really the marrying kind. I don't believe in sex outside of marriage and I'm a serial monogamous. So back then, the mere act of a man proposing to me signaled to me that he was ready for the things that marriage entails, which in both instances for me couldn't have been further from the truth. It has always been in my heart to be married and have a family. I definitely see myself marrying again and having more children, at least one because I want a son. Now, the problem is that I have allowed that desire to drive my decisions instead of allowing God to lead me where he would have me to go and to whom I'm supposed to be with. Now, to be fair, both times I was convinced that it was God who wanted me to marry these things. I even said as much. Today, I can't be sure. What I do know is that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's from Romans 8:28. So I'm convinced that this was part of God's plan for my life, not his plan per se, because we have free will and we do as we please, but that it will work out for his glory in the end. And that's what I want. I was a faithful and dutiful wife to both of my husbands. I kept up my vows. I kept up my end of the bargain. And it's my prayer that those seeds that I've sown will reap a harvest the next time around by God's grace. Until then, I am slowing down, listening, learning, and preparing myself for what's to come. thanks for listening. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, wherever you're hearing this. We'd love a review. You can go to Asha.com where you can read more and hear more content, pre-order the book, or just keep up on what I've got going on. Thanks again.